Fantasy Fam. Here we are, week seven, in the books. Now, this episode, we'll go over some major headlines, some injuries, talk about a little bit of a little bit about each game from this past week, uh, our our top waiver pickups for the upcoming week, and give you a little bit of a little preview on this Thursday night game. So to start off, it's not necessarily fantasy players that got injured, but they could have an impact on some guys that you would start, like Jason Peters. Very sad. This is pretty impactful for the for the Philadelphia Eagles, losing their starting Pro Bowl All-Pro left tackle. I know I'm not a, an Eagles fan at all, but I'm a Carson Wentz fan, and why do they have to show that incredibly sad? I mean, it's it's uplifting. It just it pulled at the heartstrings a little bit. It's I'm finding it tough to not to not root for some of these guys in the Eagles like Carson Wentz and and Chris Long. Like they're they're good guys and he's playing like the MVP right now. So yeah, Jason Peters, nine-time uh, Pro Bowler, and as much as we don't really talk about players like left tackles from a fantasy perspective, it's I mean it's not like it's going to impact the running game because the Eagles really don't run the ball a ton. Uh, but it's going to impact Carson Wentz for sure. Carson Wentz is, you know, can only be as good as how much he can stand up in the pocket. And if Jason Peters, you know, one of the top five best left tackles in the league, is not playing for the season, then uh, it's going to be a problem for him. So I hope he continues his, you know, his his trot towards the MVP, which is like he's what he's looking like. Um, but we'll see. Another tackle to talk about that's even better than Jason Peters. Uh, Joe Thomas. Now, this probably has zero impact because he is on the awful <laughs> Cleveland Browns. But zero. it is so sad to see someone as such a great representative or whatever you want to call him a for the NFL, for the Cleveland Browns, 10,363 consecutive snaps. That is an incredible, incredible record that I personally do not think that anybody's even going to come close to to even breaking that's absurd let alone for an offensive lineman the guy never sat it's unreal iron man man in the in the trenches too that's it's one of the most important toughest positions in football it's 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 incredibly honorable it's amazing he's he's the cal ripkin jr of football it's just a shame that the team is so atrocious and i wonder what he's gonna do though is he gonna try and stick around and be loyal or like you know spring the coop for a potential championship run he said he wants to stay know. in Cleveland. I don't know why. <laughs> Loyal guy. Yeah, I don't understand that one. He had a chance to leave Ugh. a while ago, and he stayed. And he's the best offensive tackle, left tackle probably of all time. Um, he's inc- you know he's just absolutely incredible. It's too bad he doesn't have somebody good to protect. Uh, it's you know it's a shame. It really is. It's a shame. Um, because he's not going to protect a stark quarterback who's going to help out wide receivers. He's not going to protect a running back who is, you know, lightning quick and worthy of protection. So it, it, this one has less impact to me than Jason Peters, but it's a shame because Joe Thomas, and I think the word you were looking for before was ambassador. Ooh. He's a great ambassador. Ambassador, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Joe good. Thomas, great ambassador. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a great player, and he's, you know, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and it's, you know, it's just from a... From a fan perspective, it's it's tough to see someone like something like this happen for him to go down. Very somber note. Very somber note starting out here on this uh, yeah. <laughs> this episode. And I, I guess we'll get into. I don't I don't know if this is somber. If, if you're Marshawn Lynch, it's kind of somber. But he pushes a ref and now gets suspended for basically two games. We'll we'll include the, uh, we'll include last week's game that he played. What maybe two snaps. 
three. I only base I base it on the fact that he got me point nine points. So <laughs> that's all I can really base it on. So, I don't know how much he played, but it wasn't a lot. So Marshawn's out for an entire game. <laughs> now, who do, who do you like going into? I mean, the question is: Is it Jalen Richard or DeAndre Washington? Yeah, I think before I uh, jump into that, something that I uh, that that the, his own players on the Raiders were saying because obviously stick loyalty is clearly a theme of uh, you know the start of this episode. And he was protecting his boy Marcus Peters on the Chiefs <laughs> from his <laughs> from the linemen on the Raiders that were going to you know a- attack him apparently on the football field or something. So it's a good thing that Marshawn you know from the bench ran out to protect protect him and then got in a you know scuffle with the ref. It's uh, slightly ridiculous, but you know he's looking out. For his people, so anything's possible uh, with Marshawn. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> guys, guys, a character for sure. I think, I think, if you're just judging from the eye test, because obviously we're DeAndre Washington or the Jalen Richard here, and I am on the Jalen Richard bandwagon. I think he looks a little more electric. He has more big play potential, um, and I think the Raiders are honestly going to pull out all the stops to get back on the winning track here after an incredible win against the Chiefs last Thursday night, so my money's on Jalen Richard. Big play Richard right here. This is a tough one for me because I want to believe in DeAndre Washington. I've tried to believe in DeAndre Washington, but it's hard to do so. Um, DeAndre Washington, even when he was supposed to be the bell cow last year when Latavius went down, was still getting 10 carries or less. He only had one game where he had more than 10 carries, and that was the second-to-last game of the season against the Colts. He did make the most of it, um, but it's... Uh, I think I trust the, like you said, the electricity uh, of someone like Jalen. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a good player. I think he has more talent than DeAndre Washington. I think he's a more multifaceted player and catch the ball out of the backfield, catch it, line up as wide receiver and catch the ball better. Um, so I think that he has more of a rapport with Carr than Washington does. So based on that alone, I would say, hey, maybe Jalen Richard. But I'm, I, I, if you're really in desperate need, if you know, if you have Marshall on and you have a running back on by, maybe then I'd say sure, have at it. But other than that, I would kind of steer clear of this situation because I think the Raiders are going to pass the ball more than they're going to run it. Cooper, we need the poo clubs, man. What's up? Coming up big. <laughs> awesome game. Yeah. Oh man, he had some extra honey stuck on those clubs, man, because he, he was catching the ball. And then he dropped one. He could have had three touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> it's like the stuff they had, had the three touchdowns. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, hot hand, hot hand let's, yeah, yeah. Let's just start with let's just start with the Raiders and the uh, the Chiefs while we're at it because I just want to talk about Amari. Everybody listening to the show is probably saying this guy's a hypocrite. This one is a you know he's always you know saying something and something else happens. And you're right, it happened. I can't really deny it. So for me, Amari Cooper, you know we've all been kind of low on him. We're not we're not huge fans over the past you know month or so of the season. But he finally puts it together, and I know I've been wrong, and I know I've said things, you know, negative against him, but it's it was a great game, and I will admit my faults, and I was wrong, just like probably every other analyst out there has said. Uh, Amari had a great game; he looked fantastic. He got targeted an unbelievable amount of times. Nineteen. Yeah, he got targeted nineteen times, had eleven receptions. Peppered. He, granted, yeah, he's peppered. He would. That's a pepper. That's, that's, that's a like, peppering. Um, that's like when the you know when the the waiter comes over to you at the restaurant and just uses that big ass pepper shit like that is what I'm talking about. Wow. Keep it coming, sir. Thank Love you. It. Yeah, exactly. Like that is what was happening. So Love that's it. a triple pepper pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> but I am I just I loved watching it. I really did. Yeah, me too. While he was on my bench, way to go, fantastic. Uh, well, uh, that's understandable. That's really understandable. He sucked the last few weeks. Like, why would you start someone against Marcus Peters? 
yeah, he was. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the prospects though moving forward. Derek Carr lo- looked healthy. Um, Chiefs don't have an incredible defense, but they have some talent, right? So I, I, it looks good moving forward. I'm excited. Way to go, Amari. Way to go. Just a side note, we'll uh, continue with the Zeke case. He, uh, so he's still going to play. He's still playing this week. Um, I guess. Ooh. I guess hold on to Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. Maybe if you have the bench no. spot, hang on I to do. him. See what happens. I do. I have him on one team, and he's right at this point. He's just collecting cobwebs. It's killing me. Well, Absolutely destroying my bench. But I have to keep him. Zeke could be suspended for six games, or he may not. And if he's gone I'm for six. You, I'm so one sick of those of guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm I, so sick of this. I Michael think everyone coming out. Everyone is. Michael Michael Irvin came out today and said, you know, we the the law was spoke. You know, they spoke when they when they said that he was innocent. First of all, Michael, no one said he was innocent. There's plenty of footage and there's plenty of pictures that show what he did. So no, he is not innocent. Uh, it's more of the fact of the legalities of how they suspended him and the appealing the appeal process. So I, I don't I, I don't agree with that. Michael Irvin should probably just close his mouth at this point. So. Ooh, take that, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are six teams on a bye this week. You got the Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars, LA Rams, the New York Football Giants, and the Tennessee Titans. Some pretty big names in there. You know, you got Aaron Jones, uh, Todd Gurley, Marcus Mariota, maybe DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry. So hopefully you can make some wise decisions based on what you hear tonight, you know, to fill in for all those bi-week players. To touch up on the games from last week, uh, Buffalo, thank you, finally making LaShawn look like LaShawn. What a game. What did he have? 21 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns, and five catches for 31. Love it. Love it. Yeah, two touchdowns will put it over the top. He's been getting a lot of receptions and a lot of, you know, receiving yards in most of these games. He's looked pretty good in the passing game. Rushing game, you know, on the ground, he hasn't looked fantastic, hasn't gotten a ton of touches. But the touchdowns is where it was at um, because I wanted to see if he picked up not only the touchdowns he had last year, but then pick up for the one Gillisley had um, when he left. So having two touchdowns in this game was pretty big for him. Yeah, I think somebody to uh, keep an eye on for waiver pickup this week. Deontay Thompson, uh, leftover, I believe, from the Bears. He only had yep. four targets, but made the most of it with 107 yards. So with, with six teams on by, he's somebody to definitely uh, keep keep your eye on. Yeah, especially because they hate Zay Jones for some reason. I don't know why, but and, they hate Zay Jones. And Jordan Matthews isn't really getting that much love. I don't. That offense makes me sick. It's odd. It literally makes me sick to my stomach because Charles Clay leaves. You think that it would open doors for you know, your the guy you drafted in the what second round or third round in Zay Jones. You know, I, I just I don't understand why you know you traded for Jordan Matthews yet you're not using either one of them. I don't get it. Very very odd. Somebody else quickly on the other side um, of that game, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, O.J. Howard, somebody to keep your eye on. I know he's been very inconsistent, but don't leave him wide open because he will run for a long touchdown. <laughs> he only had six targets, but he caught all of them. 98 yards, two TDs. I know Evan Ingram has been the yeah. Evan Ingram has been the main beneficiary of all the giant receiver injuries, and he's on by. So O.J. Howard is somebody that I'm keeping um, my eye on for a one-week uh, fill-in. That O.J. Howard reception was – I could not get over – there was not – there wasn't a defender like 20 yards from him. I don't know what happened there, but it was it was quite bad. Don't don't cover him. Yeah, that's a good idea, guys. Great. Let's see if it pans out. <laughs> leave him leave him open. 
It's a bold move, Cotton. Is it safe to say that Cam Newton just stinks? Like, he, he stinks. I do not like him at all. And he just proved it this past week against the awful Chicago Bears. Two interceptions, 21 to 34, 211 yards. What what are you doing, Cam? You lose 17 to 3 to the Bears. Really? First off, Cam's Cam's offensive line is oh, not it's, good. It's not good at That's all. One, Chris McCaffrey, like we've stated in other episodes, does not look the same. Does not look as electric as he yeah. has. But hey, we're a few weeks removed from Cam putting up 316 yards and three touchdowns, 355 yards and three touchdowns, 44 yards on the ground. You know, yes, he's going to have his bad games, and he's you know at least he had um, um, what's it called? At least he had the 50 yards rushing, which kind of is helpful to his fantasy stock. But we got to give him a little bit of of leeway here. Um, because that offense is just struggling. And I know it goes through him. I know the offense runs completely through him. But we have to give him a little bit of... I'm going to I'm gonna let this one go. I'm going to say, hey, Cam, one more game for me. We'll start you. But he's a few games removed from having two, you know, two, three touchdown uh, games. So I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet. I think it's positive that they're still within a game of the division. But I think Cam is... A little immature still he's kind of a mental case and you can see the emotions when something doesn't start to go his way and and the game starts unraveling that he has trouble like bringing it back together and being the leader that that team needs that's that's his role he walked out on a press conference i mean ever since the super bowl defeat you know i think teams have been getting in his head i mean the bears do have a slightly underrated defense i would say um and that division's up for grabs too now Aaron Rodgers going down on the packers but until camp can keep his head on straight I think I'm I'm slightly concerned about the team in general. Keep peppering Christian McCaffrey, please, because I'm waiting for this breakout game. But I'll take I'll take seven seven receptions on nine targets. I'd like more than 36 yards, but you know, wouldn't we all like to eat primer for dinner every day or sushi? But we don't, right? Sometimes you mix in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is delicious because you can't afford it. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably why. <laughs> I knew there was something behind it. Good game out in Lambo. Uh, kind of close. With uh, the Saints versus the Packers. Aaron Jones basically solidifying that he is the number one back in the backfield. Sorry, Ty Montgomery. The guy had 17 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Monster numbers, and unfortunately he's on a bye this week. That stinks, because you probably could have used those points, like someone like me. Would have been, um, would I agree. Brother, it would have been exciting to to see what he could do uh, with a little more momentum, and especially with other teams keying on him too. Because I think, like us, like everybody, right? They didn't necessarily know who was going to get the ball and what to expect, right? Because he's still a young rookie. Um, as I like to say, passes passes the eye test. He looks like he runs very hard, um, and I think what I'm concerned about is the is the pass offense moving forward. Hundley is not. I don't. I don't believe he's an NFL quarterback. I know it's early. He's been under the tutelage of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers for for three years now, and he can't he can't hit like the broad side of a barn. It looks like so. I'm downgrading all of the receivers. I'm not sure. I know it's one week. I'm not panicking, but I'm not sure you can start any of these receivers moving forward with the expectations of big games like when Aaron was there. I will make one bold statement, and it's very bold, and I hope that people you know take it with. A grain of salt saying that, hey, I am going out on a limb here. But I do think that Ty Montgomery is going to be phased into this offense more than he was. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be the lead back. I'm not saying he's going to have a significant, significant role like he once did. But think about it. 
even after his big, you know, his his pretty good opening game against Seattle, um, he only had ten carries, twelve carries, but he he made up for it in the receiving game. You know, six receptions, eight receptions. So I think that's where he's going to fit here. I think they're going to say, hey, Brett Hundley is not a serviceable quarterback, but we have to do our best. We have to figure this out. So what they're going to do is they're going to check it down to a guy like Ty Montgomery. And while they might run the ball 17, 18, 20 times a game with Aaron Jones, I think Ty Montgomery is going to get his maybe five to eight carries. And he might get you those you know, four to six receptions with the possibility for touchdowns because he's still a young 24-year-old uh, player who's got plenty of burst and knows this offense pretty well. So at this point, I would say Ty Montgomery is a flex option with the hope that he can get you those receptions um, out of the backfield. Two teams that are on by this week, the Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Rams. So the Cardinals are basically proving that they are a very bad team. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now that Carson Palmer is down, I think he's yeah. out for at least at least a month and a half, something like that. In step, Drew Stanton. Michigan State boy, do you, do you would you take a flyer on Drew Stan? Maybe with that decent receiving core with Larry, could he be let a me, villain? Me, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. Uh, talk, no. to, talk to us. <laughs> no, the answer is no. I would not take him. <laughs> there is no chance in hell I would even touch this one. Um, Drew Stanton is a serviceable backup for a team. He's barely that. Um, the problem is, is that the Cardinals don't really have the greatest running game. I mean, no, Adrian Peterson had that burst game the other day, uh, two weeks ago. That being said, I just I downgrade everyone here. Bad offensive line, running game is older and not as explosive. You know, with Adrian Peterson aging, uh, Larry's older. You know, John and Jaron Brown are good wide receivers, not great. So I don't see a pleasant situation here. Um, Drew Stanton is, it's like, you know, the whole situation a few years ago when they made it to the playoffs with Drew Stanton and Ryan Lindley. It's a disgusting situation you want to avoid at all costs, and I plan on doing so. Yeah, I do. I do as well. The only quick thing I want to say is I think it's 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 deeply upsetting for Larry Fitzgerald, too, and his potential last season in the NFL, right, because he was crushing it. He has a good rapport with Carson Palmer. Um, I don't know if it's their AAR, RP memberships together that they signed up for or whatever it is, but they're... They had a great report. I liked Larry this year a lot. It's just a shame that you're going to see him go out, going out this way with, uh, with Drew Stan looking I, horrendous. I, I hope not. I hope this is Larry's, you know, I think it's hopefully it's like that whole Steve Smith situation where he got injured and then said, hey, I'm going to come back. You know, I'm going to make up for it. I'm hoping this is the case. He says, hey, I'm going to have one more good year under my belt and then I'll call it quits. But yet to be seen. Uh, it's just it's a situation that's a very murky one in uh, in, in uh, Arizona. So for this perspective, I think you could definitely add a better quarterback on the waiver wire, um, one with a little bit more upside. Uh, Josh McCown, for example, <laughs> I think is a much better add for a fan, from a fantasy perspective. We will talk about it a little bit later. So your Jets are <laughs> – they had an opportunity to go stay above 500, but that didn't happen. Um, they lost to the Dolphins in Miami. Uh, Josh McCown actually had a pretty pretty decent game. Uh, Matt Moore though is going to be the starting quarterback. How how do you guys feel about that? Do you think finally? Do you think that I know right? Jay Cutler, who actually didn't have an awful game either. He still threw two touchdowns, twelve of sixteen, hundred and thirty eight yards. He did throw a pick, but Matt Moore. Matt Moore likes to throw the ball. Thursday night game, maybe a daily fantasy, maybe a DFS for Matt Moore for a good price. Against that Ravens defense? 
And that's what smoking Jay Cutler does to you, though. He would have his best quarter and a half of the season and then get hurt and be out for two, three, four weeks, right? You, you think he's starting to turn the corner? All right, maybe he'll be, you know, serviceable. Go back to his, you know, good old days in the Bears with uh, with Adam Gase. And then he's hurt again. And he's back to smoking Jay Cutler on the bench. I'm sorry. They should have just stuck with Matt Moore the entire season. <clears throat> he had the backing of the team. He's been in the system. He waited his turn. I am very pumped for Matt Moore. I don't think necessarily he's going to turn the team around and they're going to be the Super Bowl contending team all of a sudden, but they are 4-2, and two, right? They're playing much better. Um, he looked uh, he looked pretty good, actually, and I think Kenny Stills is somebody to keep your eye on. Nine targets, six catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Devonta Parker might not play. If he doesn't play, Kenny Stills is upgraded in my book, um, and Jarvis Landry is obviously a must-start, so... Mind you, those two touchdowns to Kenny Stills were from Matt Moore. Yeah, my yeah, but that's exactly the point I was actually just going to make is the fact that uh, those two touchdown passes from Matt Moore to Kenny Stills is a pretty big deal, and especially going up against this Ravens secondary. Jimmy Smith is a top, you know, flight cornerback, and he's going to be matched up potentially against Devontae Parker if Devontae Parker plays. But then who who's going to be covering Kenny Stills? And it's either going to be a rookie in Marlon Humphrey, or it's going to be Brandon Carr. You know the the Cowboys sloppy sec. You know the sloppy seconds from the Cowboys. So I, I'm not. I'm going to say straight up that Kenny Stills is a must start this week. I like it. You heard it here first. Yeah, he's a must. He's a must start this week. Write it down. Is Josh McCown someone that you look at, like you just said, like you mentioned a little bit a little bit ago? There are there's maybe one quarterback on bye this week that you would sit, Marcus Mariota, possibly Jared Goff, depending on the number of teams you know in your league. If you're in like a 14 or 16 and you did you waited on a quarterback, but Josh McCown, another DFS guy to maybe look at. He's completed 69% of his passes this year, which is pretty good. For the for the Iron Man, he's Josh looked McCann. yeah yeah he's he's looked pretty pretty uh pretty young for an old guy. He had the rushing touchdown was was responsible for all four of the touchdowns, uh, three passing, one on the ground. Atlanta has a decent secondary; they're letting up 215 yards per game this season. Uh, do they the Jets play in this upcoming game? Uh, do I think it's going to be a close game? No, the Jets are home, and I think McCown. I think McCown is performed pretty pretty well under the circumstances of a team that was supposed to tank and uh now a three and four team that you know i don't think they're going to beat the falcons but if they, they i you know i, I think I mean, they I beat the falcons i think it's going to be i think it'll be closer than people think um but yeah i i see them i see this being a pretty good game and i think mccown keeping them in it so i think if you have a marcus mariota type player um or if you lost Aaron Rodgers, for example or if you're just like me who lost Aaron Rodgers and carson palmer on one team um take josh mccown Take Have Josh McCown. There you go. Have at it. Wow, that really happened to you? Yeah. Uh, because that happened to me. And guess who else got hurt on that same team? My boy OBJ. What a what a team. Yeah, I I had someone now offer me a trade. It's a dynasty. I'm not going to get into my you know team here. I just want to explain this one. Um, I took a flyer a few years ago, you know, a year or two ago on Nelson Aguilar. Said, you know what? I'm going to take him in my dynasty. And he did absolutely nothing. I considered dropping him last year. Decided to keep him this year. He's now ranked as the number 13 wide receiver, I believe, in this league. We talked about him earlier yeah, this season. Ranked, ranked as the number 13 wide receiver right now. So I was said, well, what do I do? Well, someone offered me Russell Wilson for Nelson Aguilar. Did you accept it? I did not yet. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to. 
because Russell. I'd rather I'd rather take Josh McCowan, and this is just an example for you guys listening out there. Josh McCowan is still out there on the waiver wire. It's a dynasty. It'll cost me absolutely nothing to take him, and then I can draft my quarter. You know, I I, I can take a flyer on a quarterback next year, or I can you know trade for a quarterback next year. And this is from just a dynasty perspective, saying, hey, you got the elder statesman out there on the waiver wire. Go pick him up. Do not trade your assets that could potentially come back to haunt you in the end by by trading them away. I might uh I might pull the trigger on that one for for uh, for Russell just just it's saying that's why we're all entitled to our own opinions though. But. It's a consideration. He also yeah. wanted Will. He also considered Will Fuller for for Russell. Joe Flacco, you you really stink. You are not a good quarterback. But, and you said it last episode. This season, <laughs> I said this season, and you said take that out. Twenty-seven of thirty-nine for one hundred eighty-six yards and a touchdown. Mind you, they don't really pass the ball that much, but then again, they don't really run the ball that much. They don't know what they. Who do, knows but... what they do? But they are just not a good team right now. Maybe they need Ray Lewis to come back and play both sides, play some necessary roughness, Iron Man football. <laughs> yeah. But I, the, the thing from yeah. this game that I want to take away from is Jarek McKinnon. What are you doing? Proving me right, kind of. We're not going to see you. Is this it? But. Look at Latavius Murray. That's talk about making the best of what you were dealt with. 18 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. That's incredible. But then again, he probably will not have a game like that for the rest of the season. Yeah, this is a case-by-case basis for me. It's more of a just hope to God you pick the right person. So if you have Latavius Murray on a team or if you have Jerk McKinnon on a team, you got to just say, I am willing to take the risk, and you cross your fingers. You know, if you have a better suitable option, then start him. But... If you are willing to take the risk and start a Jarek McKinnon because you're hoping to God he pays off that week, then have at it. But it could come back to haunt you in the end, and that's the same for Latavius Murray. I'm going to make a um, here's my bold statement that within the next month of the season, Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback, and Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs are escalated to wide receiver twos on a weekly basis. Boom. They should start Teddy Bridgewater when he's healthy. When he can actually I also, play, I would start him. I also think Thielen and Diggs on a health when they're both healthy are technically top ten to fifteen wide receivers he at got, this point. Thielen got twelve targets this this past game, but only five catches. I didn't really watch yards. I didn't really watch the game, so I don't know if they were just awful throws by Casey Keenum. I don't yeah. think I don't think Thielen drops that much though, so no. I, I would imagine they're not good throws. They, they, they were not. They were not good throws. That's for sure. Um, bold statement, last one of the night. Teddy Bridgewater will be a Jet in the next year or two. Wow. Is he going to lower himself that much? I, I don't know. The Jets take on projects and injured people, so why not? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would love it. So we'll go to your team, brother. Uh, the New York Football Giants. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're pretty bad without... A, a good receiving core. Uh, I hate to say that. I mean, it's it's awful, the situation that they're in. I mean, Eli Manning is looking oh so good right now. 19 right, 39, right. 134 yards and a touchdown. They're not, they didn't run the ball really that much. Only nine carries for New Orleans, the Darqua Knight, you know? So <laughs> it's it just Evan Engram, though, is still awesome. Awesome. Keep it up. I'm very I'm so upset that he's on the Giants. Otherwise, I would have him on a team. He's fantastic. He's a he's a weekly top five must start tight end. It's a shame easily, that he's easily he's out this week. But like I said, somebody to keep in mind. You know, OJ Howard on the Bucks potentially. Um, you know, it's unfortunate so far how, how the season's um, played out for you know my New York Football Giants, the G Men. 
Um, I'm looking at the stats now, and I, I mean, they lulled me to sleep in the second half. I watched the entire first half, honestly watching the game in the second half, and I apologize to any fans out there that, I mean, you're not going to find a bigger fan than me, but I literally, I fell asleep. That's how terrible they were and how boring the game was. Like, I fell asleep from watching the Giants' offense. They passed... All right, I'm 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 reading this, but it, it's that it's that horrific. Eli passed for 134 yards, and we ran for 46. That's less than 200 yards of total offense. And here's the kicker, or the punter to be exact, Brad <laughs> Wing, seven punts for 304 yards. Seven <laughs> 53 yards, that's awesome. average of 53 yards. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's an inc- great. That's incredible average for punter. But the defense, I mean, you can't even blame the defense. They're on the field the entire game. They're getting tired. I mean, there's, I don't even know what else to say, to be honest. I'm not sure what changes are going to come this season or if that's going to well, be drastic. Jerry Reese has to either go or, he needs know, to draft go. some, you know, lineman. He needs – he. I was going to say, as much as I want to blame Eli for being old, as much as I want to blame, you know, Beckham for getting hurt, or I want to blame, you know, Ben McAdoo for not being the best coach in the world, it's all on Jerry Reese. You, you don't draft linebackers. You don't draft good linemen. You don't draft running backs. What do you draft? I want to know. When, when are you going to get your quarterback in the future? When are you going to get someone to replace Eli? Because Davis Webb is not the answer. Geno Smith is not the answer. Well, we don't know if Davis Webb. Maybe uh, we should give him a shot now. We're be. one and six. Hey, so tell Ryan Nassib that. Uh, what happened in those years where what happened in those years when the Giants were clearly out of it and they would not start Ryan Nassib? What happened? Eli needed the practice, of course. Yeah, apparently. apparently. <laughs> Only a couple <laughs> Syracuse prospects make it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> A couple more plays here and there. You know, he led us to two Super Bowl victories. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's going to be a New York sports legend forever. I love him. He's amazing. He's the most apathetic, right? Good or bad, same face. No emotion. You need that for New York, right? Russell looked really good. <laughs> yeah. From a second fantasy half. perspective, from a fantasy perspective half. here, the only person from the Giants that mattered to me was Evan Ingram, yet again. And, and he's well, the only one that's going to matter? Yeah, true. And then for the Seahawks, Baldwin coming back strong. I loved the game. Had a great game. And Paul Richardson getting his touchdown. So pretty pretty happy on both of those counts. Seattle running game is non-startable at this point, or since game two. Uh, do not start any Do not start any of them, and you should not start any of them. I don't know when they're going to get the memo to play J.D. McKissack more because he is full of bursts of energy, uh, whether it's in the backfield, whether it's in, you know, in the slot. I don't know why they're not giving him the ball, but it is what it is. Uh, this game, we won't really, we don't have to go too much in depth. Um, some major pointers, a very big rivalry that the Bengals, they stink. Marvin Lewis, how do you still have a job? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 5-2, and two, with a very odd year for them, being 5-2. and two. Um, Le'Veon Bell, 35 carries, again, over 30. The guys had, what, I think 120 carries the past three games. Some guys don't even get that in a season. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, Joe Mixon is clearly the favorite to run the ball, but they're, they're not running the ball. He, he got the ball seven times, 17 total rushes, three of which were Andy Dalton. So what, I, I just don't know what's going on with the Bengals. And it is very, very frustrating because they have so much talent. They could have such a good offense and they, and they really do not right now. I will take this one quickly, very, very quickly. Martavis Bryant benched. Don't know what's going on with that situation. Don't know mm-hmm. what it means for the future. I wish I had more insight to share, but clearly they are not getting along him in the front office slash the coaches. So at that one, at that point, he is definitely first of all he's benched, so he's not playing. But you know, going forward, I think he's potentially unstartable. And Juju Smith-Schuster is somebody to pick up. 
He's somebody to have on your team and somebody to consider starting each and every week. Yeah, Bryant is droppable at this point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Drop him for sure. Or, or just uh, maybe see what happens at the trade deadline if he goes to a team where he can actually be a number two. He stretches the field. That's what he does. Yeah. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. Hey, just like maybe the Ravens you know, fantastic could use Mr. Fox's son. But you know, <laughs> he it took a while for him to get his opportunity too until the end of the movie. So who knows when Bryant's going to get his chance, get the ball ever again? Who knows? Somebody though I'm highlighting this week that I actually was. I mean, he hasn't had a great season, but I was surprised to see Andy Dalton on a ton of. Um, waiver wires this week as I was scrolling through my teams and I think he's somebody to pick up playing against the Colts who don't have a solid defense or secondary as a bye week fill-in Andy Dalton and Bill Lazor took over as offensive coordinator I don't think they ran the ball once in the second half or if they did it was like a handful of times give Joe Mixon the ball please 7 for 48 he did this last week it's not awful it's not a good fantasy day but it's a pretty good six, average. 6.9 <laughs> yards per carry. It's, it's, uh, why not? Yeah, why not pepper him? This game, I just want to make a couple points. Uh, the Denver Broncos, they are they they are not a good team. I do not know what is happening with that because you got someone like C.J. Anderson who can run for over 100 yards against the Cowboys, and then they don't really utilize him at all. Uh, Trevor Simeon, you started out as the MVP, probably a top three fantasy quarterback the first three weeks. Maybe four, and now you're basically showing us your true colors. You're just decent at best right now, not really doing much. Um, the Broncos are a scary offense. Maybe you're starting Demarius Thomas. That's about it for right now. Maybe know. you're wrong because maybe you're wrong because he stinks too. He stinks. <laughs> well, he doesn't stink. He's just not getting. He's not getting the ball as he should. It's awful. And for the Chargers, Melvin Gordon's worst game of the season Whoa. by far. He did not account for anything. In the uh, Los Angeles offense, the Los Angeles Chargers have won three in a row. They're back in the uh, the heat of that division. It's it's pretty impressive to see, given the fact that they started 0-4. But they're they're spreading the ball around nicely. Hunter Henry's and Travis Benjamin had two touchdowns. Austin Eckler is another waiver wire person to watch. He seems to always be in the right place at the right time, and I like him as a uh, as a touchdown potential. If you ever want to start a, a risky guy who you're, you know, you're willing to put out there and hope to God he scores the touchdown, Austin Eckler is your guy. Yeah, this was another incredibly boring um, four o'clock game over here on the East Coast, uh, watching the, you know, the lackluster Broncos playing the the Chargers. It is good for them. I like it very streaky, but there was no offense in this game whatsoever. Just a quick point to make: we talked about the Bur- the Bears earlier uh, in Chicago. Dontrell Inman was just traded from the Chargers to the Bears. Could he potentially step in as the number one or number two target immediately? I think so. Last year, 58 catches for 810 yards. He's arguably the best athlete on the receiving core right now in Chicago before he even played a snap. So keep your eye on him if you have a spot in the waiver on your uh, bench. Pick him up. And they just got rid of Deontay Thompson, too. So who, who would have predicted that? Uh, I did. Kendall Wright <laughs> and Kevin White. Sorry, <laughs> I hate predicting that, but it, yeah. You don't. You love it. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> I mean, even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? That, yeah, that's, true. That's, that true. Is correct. You got one more. You got one more. Uh, one more chance to be right tonight. So let's yeah. keep it up. <laughs> Julio Jones finally finds the end zone. Actually, oh. shows us why he's one of the best receivers in the game. But the Falcons are just they're they are bad. They are not good. 
at all. Especially away from I, – I mean, I guess they, they lose at home. They lose away. But Matt Ryan, get your shit together. Not a clue what's going on. Didn't score till the fourth quarter. Tom Brady just being Tom Brady, very efficient, 21 of 29, 249 yards and two touchdowns. Let me um, let me tell you what. Let me tell you why this offense is crumbling. And, and this is something that I highlighted prior to the season. Um, his name is Kyle Shanahan. And they got destroyed in the worst defeat in the history of sports in a championship game from a comeback perspective. I mean, I don't know. I, I was I wasn't that high on Matt Ryan. It's it's a shame too because they have such they have such talent. But Steve Sarkeesian, I don't I'm so, I'm glad that you know you're doing better. But as we were saying last week, what is he is he calling where is he getting the plays from? They're like their offense became incredibly vanilla and predictable and they're not getting it into the hands of their playmakers. It's it's very frustrating. Julio scored in garbage time. He scored with a few minutes left in the game when it was clearly out of hand. It was twenty three nothing. Patriots were they had this game from the beginning. It, it's it's slightly embarrassing what's going on in Atlanta right now from an, the offensive side of the ball, and they have to turn it around immediately. In fantasy, we love garbage time though. Garbage for time are great. Yeah. From a fantasy <laughs> from a fantasy only perspective here, uh, I like Mohamed Sanu, but Mohamed Sanu isn't going to be a gigantic playmaker. Tevin Coleman is a gigantic playmaker. Taylor Gabriel is a gigantic playmaker. These are guys who can stretch the field, who can catch it out of the backfield, who can run very, very fast and make plays. I don't understand why they're not getting the friggin' ball. I really, I don't get it. He got one I, I target. Like, Tevin Coleman had one target. One he had target. one target. He had six rushing attempts. Yeah. He is a playmaker. Okay. I, I just, he's going to go somewhere else over the next year or two. He's going to sign somewhere else, someone who needs a starting running back, and he's going to excel because clearly the Falcons are not utilizing him. I know Devonta is your bell cow. He is your, you know, your number one running back, but he can't do everything. He is not your burst guy. Kevin Coleman is. And I, I don't understand that from an offensive perspective, and even from a fantasy perspective here, why you are not targeting your playmakers. Julio Jones finally has his touchdown. I love it. But wow, where. Uh, between, between Julio and Sanu, they had 23 targets between them. Everyone else had had three or less. So you lost by by three t- two touchdowns for that reason. Matt Ryan had more rushing yards than Tevin Coleman. First quarterback okay. this year against the Patriots <laughs> to not throw for 300 yards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is the, the, the Patriots' defense is so bad. The Patriots' defense is ranked as one of the bottom like four or five worst defenses. Seller, and and the number one worst defense against the pass. However... The Falcons could not exploit that. One of the top offenses, the best offense from last year, can't exploit that. Come on. Steve, they didn't just get better overnight. Steve, call your friends. Call your old coaches. You know, look in the mirror. Get some help, right? What did what did Denzel say in Remember the Titans? He said a lot of things. He said a lot of things, yeah. That's a great quote of a movie. <laughs> I mean, we could go through the whole movie if you want. <laughs> who's, your, who's your daddy, Gary? I mean, he said that. He said that. Who's your, who's your daddy? You know? And it was actually the uh, the former head coach who was the defensive coordinator and said, Herman, I need your help. I'm getting my butt kicked on the defensive side of the ball. Oh, See, ah, nice. He, nice. He put his pride aside. He put his ego aside. He got help. It's fine. He, That's what we do, right? That's what we do. We have a support system. Steve, 
Get somebody to help you run some plays here. Get creative again. Let's go. Call you Kyle. put Sunshine on defense. That's what you do. Sunshine! Ryan Gosling's out there. I don't know. Do something. Yeah, exactly. that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. The pa- watching the Patriots, it's like watching Ryan Gosling play cornerback. <laughs> yeah, he I'm looks not good, but he stinks. <laughs> he looks great out there. Absolutely great. <laughs> Lovely locks, but God, he can't cover anyone. And that's what the Patriots secondary looks like. And yet, Matt, Matt Ryan throws for one touchdown against them. Mm. One. In the in the last in the few last minutes. yeah, ah. uh, Patriots. I think Deion Lewis is kind of distancing himself as the you know best run uh, full on running back for the Patriots. I would is stay he away. He's still not startable. James White is the only startable guy. I would still stay away from that whole situation. James, yeah, James White is the only person I start because Deion Lewis could be good for the next two weeks, and then James yeah. White, you know, could it just it's way too unpredictable. But White's, Rex Rex White. Burkhead and Gillis, yeah, they, they look. Eh, yeah. they look like stay away. James White gets his touchdown. He still gets five receptions. I, I love it. I, I think he is, just from a receiving perspective, um, a top um, running back two to start. To finish off our game discussion, um, I'm going to talk about probably the two my, my two favorite, favoritest wide receivers in the entire league right now, uh, Jameson Crowder and Terrell Pryor. Kirk uh, Cousins throws for, over, he throws for over 300 yards. But who the hell is he throwing to? Because Crowder had six targets for two catches and 28 yards. And then Terrell Pryor had four targets for two catches and 14 yards. And Chris Thompson only had 26 yards. So he really loves himself some Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed when he is when he's healthy. Jordan Reed, baby. Welcome back. Stay healthy. Two touchdowns. Awesome. But – Jamison Crowder and Terrell Pryor, you guys are so fr- – it is so frustrating to watch. I do not know why the, why the Skins sign them. Awful. I, <laughs> or sign, just, sign Pryor, sorry. Let me just intercede here and just – I just have to get some things out there. It's, it's painful because I have a few players who I draft on every team or almost every team, okay? I invest heavily in them in, you know – I target them and I say, you know what? I don't care where they are. They're going to be on almost every team. I think they're going to benefit my team and it's going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to go to the playoffs in every team. Yeah. So this year, this year it was Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor was my shining light. He was going in that late third, most leagues, sometimes going into the fourth. And I was going, holy crap. He is going to finish as a top 12 wide receiver. He's going to get his 70 plus receptions. He's going to have over a thousand yards and he can have 10 touchdowns. I don't understand. Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than he had last year. It's a better offense than he had last year. And he still put up great numbers last year. This is match made in heaven. I invested a third round pick in him. I said, you know what? I'm going to forego a running back two here. I'm going to forego a more a safer wide receiver. And I'm going to draft the guy who's going to win me my leagues. And Terrell Pryor has done nothing but destroy any chance I have of winning. He has actually caused my team's to completely fall out of any playoff chances. And if you have Terrell Pryor, I am so sorry for you because he is such a disappointment this year behind a quarterback who throws the ball a ton and every opportunity in the world to be a number one receiver, and it is fallen flat. I cannot believe it. He has four targets yet again. I just, I'm speechless, and I am done. I am absolutely done. No longer will I be burned by wide receivers with that much upside. So Crowder's, Crowder's a drop already. I see him on the waiver in pretty I did. much every league. Do I dropped him. Do you drop Pryor, or do you still keep him on your bench? I trade him for a bag of footballs, or I bench him for the rest of the season. 
a bag of it's one of it's one of the two i would trade him for a defense honestly (laughs) wow i would i would trade him for a kicker i'm not there's there's no joke behind that he has no value whatsoever where i come from what they call terrell Pryor's season in cleveland last year a fluke no i will not happening again uh god i can't i can't believe that and i i won't believe that i think I he's a very talented receiver sorry he's on, a, he's on a one-year deal with washington and he is gone after this year he is on a one-year deal and he's going to go to an offense that maybe targets him more maybe i don't know for a lot less money because he's proving he's, so much he's he's a big he's a gigantic target <laughs> why is huge. why is why are they not throwing the ball up to him it's, i don't understand it he runs fast he runs fast and he's got he he's a gigantic target i don't understand what they're doing but it's not working Maybe he can't run a route. Maybe he no, can't catch. Maybe he stinks. Okay, that, but being a fluke in Green Bay is one thing, okay? Being a fluke in Cleveland is not a fluke. He's from you there. Have to, what do you mean? He's from there, and he played college there. He had no, the energy of the no. town behind him. Yeah, no, who the hell is throwing his to him? fluky season. No, my point is, is that if, if you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, yeah, like James Jones, for example, You're that is more good. of a fluke. Yeah. Right. Having, having Cody Kessler as your quarterback doesn't make it a fluke. It makes it a problem. Uh, and he somehow managed to have a good season with Cody Kessler as his quarterback. So well, grinds your gears. What tell us? Tell us what really bothers Terrell you. Pryor bothers me. Yeah. Right? It the, bothers me. The way the Eagles are playing this year—that's what really bothers me. Six and one. Carson Wentz. What a freaking day. Zach Ertz. Uh, I do not like the Eagles, but Zach Ertz is pro- probably what would you say the best tight end right now? He's the best tight end in football. Yeah, he's the best tight end in football. Five targets, five catches, eighty-nine yards, touchdown. The guy. He's he's an animal. The They're Eagles are well. looking Eagles are looking They're very good. Well. I got to give it to them. They're playing well. Doug Peterson's doing a good job, man. Jim Schwartz. I hate they're it. Doing, they're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, they, they lost some pieces on defense, which is not really a, a, a big fantasy thing to talk about, uh, but it does matter in the in the long run. So I, I'm I'm interested to see what the Eagles can do going forward. But this offense is really clicking. It doesn't well, matter that they can't run the ball. Well, without Peters now, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Which and the last big. thing I want to say about the Eagles is that before the draft, I was saying, as long as Carson Wentz doesn't go to the Eagles, because I thought he had a lot of upside and he just seemed like a good kid, and I don't want to have to root for him when he's on the Eagles. Hey, I mean, he's turning he's turning it around for me a little bit, though, because I think he's a good guy. Go Giants, but also go Carson Wentz. <laughs> From North Dakota State, eh? Yeah. <laughs> or as John Gruden would say, North Dakota strong. He's not just strong. He's North, North Dakota, Dakota strong. strong. Now, to give our little preview of this Thursday night game, uh, pretty – it c- could be an awful game. Who knows? Joe Flacco, will he throw Will he throw for more than 150 yards? Maybe. Um, or just hand the ball off to Javorius Allen or Alex Collins. But who who do you guys – who do you guys like in this game? Now, would you – would you look at someone, Matt Moore, you know, if you had a bi-week fill-in or if you had an injured quarterback, someone like Rodgers and you were playing the waiver the past week, Jarvis Landry, you know, Kenny Stills we talked about. Who are you starting this week? There's one must-start for me, and that's uh, Jay Ajayi. Uh, Baltimore has the worst rushing defense in the league, letting up 145 yards per game to the opposing running back, and that's something that the Dolphins are going to exploit. Matt Moore is going to pass the ball probably as little as possible, even though he did. You did see some action from him this past uh, this past week. I think they're going to pass the ball as little as possible. The Ravens have a pretty good secondary, so I think that they're going to give the ball to Jay Ajayi a lot. And why not 
do it against one of the worst defenses in covering the run. And so I see JHI as a guy who's going to have over 100 yards in the touchdown. You mean you're not uh, you're not wacko for Flacco this week? Is Joe oh. Flacco elite? Is he elite? Because neither uh, neither am I actually. And you know he can take all that money he made and have live an incredible life after this. But he's uh, he's basically stealing from the Baltimore Ravens right now. Um, there's nobody on the Ravens that I'm that I'm starting. However, somebody is going to do something. I honestly just don't know who it is. It's a dart throw at this point because Thursday games have been insane. And whatever you expect to happen, the exact opposite happens. I remember that Rams 49ers game. It was like 41 to 39. It was exciting. It was amazing. Everybody was talking about it being a low-scoring game. Who knows what's going to happen in this game? We talked about Kenny Stills. I love it. Matt Moore threw him two TDs last week. Just build some rapport, some trust. Throw it to him again. Um, I like Kenny Stills. Obviously, Jarvis Landry, you're going to keep in the lineup. Jay Ajay. Maybe Matt Moore is a as daily, daily fantasy or a waiver pickup, but... I'm staying away from um, anybody on the Baltimore side of the ball this week. Yeah, Baltimore's not good at all. Maybe Ben Watson, I would consider, who had a somewhat bounce-back game this past week. Mike Wallace may be out, so if he's out, that just not that he would help Joe Flacco anyway. I think but, Ben Watson's out as well. Is he? So all who? Right. Um, so now who's going to uh, step it up then? <laughs> who knows? Honestly, who cares? I don't even think the Ravens care. Chris Moore scored a TD last week. Eight targets. Wow. Chris Moore. Maybe a daily fantasy guy. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> That's so bad. It's like Michael Campanero getting targets. Yeah. It just makes me makes me sick to my stomach. Talking about week seven. All the big headlines, injuries, bye week guys, wrapping up pretty much every game, and giving you a little preview about uh, this upcoming Thursday night game. This was the Fantasy Fam, signing off.